0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the IPHO Student Podcast here at the University of North Texas Health Science Center. Join us as we discuss all things industry, from fellowships and industry careers to understanding what industry actually is. So stay tuned. And here we go. So I'm excited to welcome our special guests from UNTHSC, our very own Dr. Chatterbadoula, also known as Dr. C. Uh, First of all, thank you for joining us and making the trip. I know it was a little hot outside, but um, thank you once again. Before we get into the interview questions, I do want to bring up an interesting fact about you. uh, That is your love for Brazilian jiu-jitsu.
1: Thank you, first of all, for calling uh, me for this interview. Um, It is uh, pretty interesting how I got into jiu-jitsu. It's actually uh, started with my kids going to jiu-jitsu. And I'm pretty resistant to any kind of exercise. So only thing worked in my life was swimming. Mm. But it takes too much time for me to get in and get out and showers and all that. Uh, It's difficult to follow. But then uh, my wife pushed me into it um, and really liked it. Mm. So I pursued, and as a family, we pursue actually Jiu Jitsu. And uh, I did get my first tripe and uh, looking forward furthermore.
0: Awesome, awesome. All right. Um, so yeah, we all know that you are a pharmacometrician. Uh, so tell me about your experience and you know how how you got to where you are now.
1: Sure. Um, basically, I am a pharmacist by training, uh, with a bachelor's in pharmacy from India. That's where my uh, interest towards pharmacokinetics uh, uh, formed, where I liked that particular subject in my. Uh, curriculum, And uh, the research university which I was from in India had uh, several professors who are well-renowned in this field and independent research programs. So actually I was participating in their uh, clinical trials as a helper and participant sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. That's how I got uh, liking towards uh, pharmacokinetics. That's the first step in everything. And then I pursued my graduate school in US um, with a focus of drug delivery and pharmacokinetics being the research area, uh, and worked on several small and large molecules uh, delivering through skin patches, but characterizing their pharmacokinetics through modeling and simulation. Um, that's where I further enhanced my knowledge. Then I worked actually for industry uh, for several years uh, but I already always had an academic heart. So I used to be an adjunct to give lectures in pharmacokinetics um, uh, in Mercer University, where I graduated from. And uh, in industry, I got trained further on drug development and pharmacometrics, uh, sharing plow research organization. Uh, then I pursued further fellowship with Center for Drug Development Science um, in more advanced uh, uh, pharmacometrics training, mainly for developing uh, models for HIV prophylaxis drugs, tenofovir, uh, dysproxyl fumarate. Uh, and then I realized my interest in academia and uh, moved to uh, Mercer University as an assistant professor, then to UNT HSC as associate professor. Uh, pursued uh, academic research in that area, had several grants, postdocs and uh, PhD students, uh, worked with me. Um, recently I moved back to industry, uh, uh for various personal reasons, but I still continued to participate in online degree program we developed in HSE for pharmacometrics. So it has been quite a journey, um, across jobs, but I think one thing stayed common is pharmacometrics, uh, that always, uh, is the anchor, um, I, that made my, um, uh, job very secure and, um. Uh, I'm very happy with both the uh, industry and academic uh, uh, nature of my job that, that I am enjoying.
0: Awesome. Is there still some aspects of your previous beginning that you, you know, still do now?
1: Uh, yes. Um, I, we are currently a uh, consulting firm who provide pharmacometric support to many pharmaceutical companies. So it's actually the knowledge I have from drug delivery and uh, aspects of skin delivery are very helpful to understand in general the perspective of uh, how the delivery systems work. So when we try to uh, provide solutions uh, for dose adjustments and new drug development, all that knowledge is is kind of a good package that will enhance uh, the kind of uh, um, scientific report we put together to justify particular dose and regimen. Uh, Basically, pharmacometrics is developing uh, mathematical models of uh, pharmacokinetics and pharmacodynamics to justify a particular uh, dose and regimen and getting it approved through FDA. Um, So all that knowledge is still useful, not that I go into lab and do experiments, But when I see data coming out of such experiments, I have a better sense how to deal with it.
0: Mm. Okay. Uh, Do you feel like your background kind of gave you an edge?
1: Yes, I do. Uh, Generally, people have either uh, laboratory-based and uh, research or a computational background. But mine is a more holistic uh, combination of both that I talk to many stakeholders in pharmaceutical industry Uh, in a more seamless manner, then um, the general walls uh, of not speaking same language won't hit me too much.
0: Awesome. All right, so then what are your goals in the next couple of months or years? um, Or where do you see like, you know, your company or your interest going?
1: So we are very specialized uh, uh, pharmacometric services company, and we do also provide Software solutions for healthcare analytics. So it's called Pharmaceutical Modeling and Simulation, PUMAS, AI, artificial intelligence based one. Um, And we have renowned uh, uh, scientists with uh, years of experience in this field, some from FDA background, some from pharmaceutical industry background. Um, I think I am uh, able to provide uh, my expertise into. multi pharma, various levels of pharmaceutical companies that are developing uh, cutting edge therapies so uh, my goal is generally uh, revolving around pharmacometrics professionally and personally i am i just uh, i'm a family person uh, so my next few months um, are i would say uh, overall goal is to uh, apply pharmacometrics to get the pharmaceutical products approved efficiently um, and always advance my knowledge in the field of pharmacometrics and also bring uh, real-world experiences to classroom so that uh, I want my students to uh, take on the charge and uh, live the philosophy of pharmacometrics and make an impact to drug development.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I saw that uh, you got hired by Pumas and I, you know, I was a little sad because they, they definitely got a good professor from us. But, uh, you know, you still kind of stick back with us and teach us the pharmacometric certificate. So
1: Thank you. Thank you. That's a, a great compliment. But, uh, yeah, I do miss classroom at times. But, uh, luckily, um, UNT treats me well in that aspect. Uh, they I, I do teach pretty much all my courses um, in this manner uh, as, a, as a part-time faculty. So I'm... Um, all the students have me fully available as much as they want to use me.
0: Awesome. And, yeah, I'll, I'll be using you pretty soon because I'm taking one of your courses. So, Please do. Yes, sir. All right. Um, so you did get the PUMAs position. Uh, I'm just wondering, was that the position that you uh, always wanted? Um, was that the position you always wanted to become?
1: Yeah. Um, I think my personal goal would be uh, to be a senior uh uh, management person of uh, pharmaceutical R&D organization. So I am making the right steps towards it. Uh, I have become a senior director now. I manage a team of scientists, and uh, we provide uh, um, um, high-profile decision-making support for drug development. And uh, eventually, I I think I am I am I got uh, I'm very fortunate to not only have that professional corporate uh, kind of job, but also I'm able to continue my academic pursuit. So I feel uh, it's all going in the right direction and uh, leading me towards my, my position that prob- probably I'll retire in, in a decade or so more.
0: Oh, awesome. On your professional journey, um, what was probably like your biggest failure, your biggest regret? You know, if you can go back in time, um, what would you change?
1: Um, I do not have much of a change in plan, uh, to be honest. I think I'm in the right track and fully aligned with my goals in pharmacometrics. Um, I I do enjoy every bit of what I do when I get up.
0: Awesome. All right. So I I think you're a great role model for our students to follow. Um, So then what career advice would you offer uh, to our listeners?
1: I think students need to keep uh, a very open-minded um, in their pursuit towards professional career. Uh, pharmacy especially is uh, so diverse in uh, the scientific, scientific aspects and clinical aspects that the traditional careers are not the only ones you can get into. And there are, uh, there are opportunities that are pretty much Uh, evolving into health analytics and pharmaceutical R&D organizations, treat uh, very well the clinical pharmacist and pharmacist roles kind of uh, expertise. So find your interest, not go by the salary or fanciness of the job. But when you're taking courses, pay attention. If one or the other subject matter excites you, you need to listen to that. And pursue further, and just doing a pharmD may not get you where you want to be, but dream big. Be attentive, learn more, have fun. So be open-minded. That's very important.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, it's kind of what made me to you know pursue a uh, certificate in pharmacometrics. Um, you know, I think a lot of students feel like it's either hospital or retail. Um, And, you know, you kind of hear bad things about retail, so some people, it's probably only, hospitals are the only option. Um, But when I, you know, took your class and I got exposed to uh, more industry um, careers, it kind of opened the door to potential futures, so.
1: And and I would like to add one more, that when I I say open-minded, look for opportunities available with professors when you're in pharmacy school. The certificates HSE offers not only pharmacometrics, you have drug discovery, development, outcomes research. Uh, It's a really growing uh, field of uh, research, all these areas. And the key is finding yourself and seeing yourself in a particular role. Uh, That requires some thinking and talking to peers and just listen uh, what is happening in the college.
0: Um, Yeah, for sure. That's kind of what I was actually telling Jason. Um, about how important it is to, you know, have a mentor, um, you know.
1: I think that is uh, actually a very important aspect you raised, uh, having a mentor at all levels. Even mm, I have my own mentors, which I talk constantly to to kind of verify whether my overall goals are aligned with my current uh, short-term interests and pursuit. So uh, mentor is very important, uh, for professional success. Wherever you want to go, find a good mentor where they walk the w- uh, walk and you can you can be directed and given advice. Uh, that's a very important aspect uh, for overall professional uh, development.
0: All right. And would you say, uh, you know, having more than one mentor is a bad thing? Is there such thing as having too many mentors? Uh,
1: yes, I would say don't have... Uh, a uh, lot of mentors, but I have uh, at least uh, uh, two who made my career significantly uh, prominent. One is a, uh, is also our adjunct faculty, now teaches in certificate program, M- Dr. Michael Fossler, is a farm D PhD, and uh, uh, another person is uh, Dr. Mark Sale, he's a MD. Um, so they've been I've been associated with them since more than a decade now as mentors and their valuable advice is uh, is it just happens uh, without any formal structure to it so uh, I would say having more than one is okay but make sure you're getting uh, the right advice uh, and the expertise that you're looking for that should make your mentor a mentor uh, mm-hmm. Um, so, so that you're learning a particular aspect that you don't have and you need guidance and grow into it.
0: For sure. And I think uh, Dr. Michael Foster is a great mentor. Uh, I think he has a lot of experience in pharmacometrics. Yeah. So, all right. Um, so could you you know, introduce our listeners to the uh, pharmacometrics certificate program at UNTHSC?
1: Sure. So um, maybe it's also important to uh, briefly state the background of Uh, origin of pharmacometrics. Pharmacometrics is, again, uh, using mathematical models of uh, pharmacokinetics, pharmacodynamics, and uh, disease and biology to find the right uh, dosing regimens. So the science revolves around applying, developing, mathematical models of pharmacokinetics, pharmacodynamics. Um, So when uh, some students showed interest after my PK class, and they wanted to do some research through API and other research elective options in HSE, I did introduce them to some uh, basic level pharmacometrics techniques, Uh, and they really got uh, excited. And the first student ended up in University of Indiana Clinical Pharmacology Fellowship, and another student uh, ended up in FDA Fellowship. Uh, That's where, uh, when I was retrospectively thinking we could give our students more muscle in these techniques so that when they launch into these fellowship programs, they are really differentiated from others because there is a huge learning curve in these techniques that they will be ahead of the game. That was more of the intent of developing electives in this uh, area. And uh, when the planning was happening, then we put together electives into a certificate to give more Uh, authentic uh, certification so that uh, external world knows what people have done. So that's how the origins of the certificate program. It's a five-course bundle, total 15 credits, and uh, um, first two courses uh, build the pharmacokinetics, pharmacodynamics, and statistics background. So you need more than what you learn in PharmDEPK course and then two techniques courses which are dealing specific cases of pharmacometrics um, um, through case studies, and one clinical pharmacology and development course that puts um, a perspective of how all these things are used in drug development. And all these are online courses, fully online, uh, flexible format that you can uh, do at your own pace, Uh, but uh, you have enough deadlines that that can keep you as a guide to pursue. So that is the nature of it. And for internal PharmD students, we do have another option only for internal students. It's called emphasis in pharmacometrics. So only three of the five courses I mentioned uh, will form that emphasis. Uh, So far we have a couple of students who completed, um, internal students completed PharmD's um, uh, certificate program ended up in uh, UNC, Fellowship, UNC Genentech, UNC Noventra, and USC and Abbey fellowships. And uh, uh, I think uh, we are hoping best for them, and uh, they seem to be very happy that they learn this. Uh, so that is mm-hmm. the background of pharmacometrics. And again, your interest, whether you like pharmacometrics or not, is the foundation for choosing any of this. Uh, Definitely it is mathematically intensive, statistically intensive. So you need to have a liking towards math and really mixing math and biology becomes uh, pharmacometrics. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, Uh, and you're actually teaching a PK right now for the the, uh, second year students.
1: Yeah, I'm just coming from the first class.
0: Awesome, did you have like a a lot of, you know, feedback or input from those uh, second year students?
1: This is the first class, as I said, so Uh, I set the stage. Uh, I told them that pay attention and more opportunities exists in this area. Um, But as always, uh, few students, even without pharmacometrics program when we had, always few students showed interest. They come with, can I do some research in this area? So uh, I'm very hopeful that uh, um, some people who are interested will take advantage and, and make their careers in this field.
0: For sure, as they should. Jason, any questions?
2: Yeah, so I, I wanted to go back to the uh, the topic of the mentor. So as a second year student, um, I know it's kind of hard, especially for my case, to kind of get tunnel vision uh, when you're going through the curriculum. What would you recommend to students who are wanting to find a mentor that, you know, up until this point, they haven't really reached out to anybody. What would you recommend that they start or how would they go about finding a mentor?
1: That's a great question. Um, I think, as as I mentioned, we have to be open-minded. Um, that means you want to explore several before you make your mind on which particular profession or a position you're interested. It could be retail, it could be hospital-based, it could be research-based. But pay attention, the f- that is the first step, in my opinion. And then when you start seeing uh, uh, more inclination towards a particular area or subject, or you are actually taking PharmD with an intention to become a clinical pharmacist, that's the motive you want to uh, anchor towards. And if that is clear, then you're ready to choose an, a mentor um, in that particular area who is an accomplished one. And in my case, pharmacometrics case, um, we do have a, a, a very reputed advisory board who are well-accomplished pharmacometrics, clinical pharmacologists, um, probably in the world. So you, it's easy for you to pick one of those and, and move on. And similarly, some other uh, faculty itself are highly renowned, Dr. Madhavan, uh, Dr. Shambhamurthy from Outcomes Research, Dr. Kai Lamet in drug discovery development area. So um, just listen uh, and go talk to professors um, and reach out. Uh, you can ask uh, whom do you think is a good mentor, and we are happy to advise as well and link to people. And your job is actually to ask questions and make sure that is what you want and choose carefully the mentor because it's a very important selection. Most likely you'll become like your mentor later on. So you choose the end point uh, and beyond. Uh, that's probably is a reasonable process.
2: Okay. And then as far as, so what you've seen so far uh, with the pharmacy curriculum, uh, more specifically geared towards industry, is there anything lacking or that you wish would be more present within the curriculum, especially for those who are wanting to go the industry route? Um,
1: If I understand the question, you meant it is more meant for clinical, right?
2: Right, yeah. So basically, is there anything that you wish was more present in the current curriculum that would, you know, kind of help those students be ready once they get out uh, from graduation?
1: Yes, that is the intent of starting these certificate programs in a way uh, because uh, by design, PharmD has to be more clinically oriented. That is the doctor in pharmacy is meant for. Uh, However, that doesn't uh, uh, preclude the the options of having an industry career in research and development, especially clinical uh, research and development. Um, That additional... Uh, skills and knowledge is uh, provided through taking electives and doing internships or uh, getting mentors um, to advise on research projects. Um, so that is how I think uh, you can you can use your family time still to get into where you want. Uh, I think current curriculum is uh, reasonably placed to give you the necessary. Um, Uh, skills and outcomes as a pharmacist Uh, it's really you need some feathers in the hat to diverge into uh, other areas of research which thoughtfully done at HSE with several options available Um, I think uh, hopefully that answers Yeah,
2: yeah definitely perfect Um, yeah, I mean, that's, I I think it's been great so far, the questions that you've been able to answer for us, especially for my sake. Uh, I'm a second year student, actually just had you in my class. So um, especially the mentor topic, I really like that because I know a lot of students, especially myself, are sort of struggling because it's real easy to get lost in the book. And, you know, once you get out of graduation, then it's like, you know, kind of what now? Um, So I really liked that topic. And, you know, I appreciate your response on that.
1: Thank you, Jason.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Jason, for those questions. Um, So you guys, you kind of talked about an internship. um, And so I've kind of had my experience with internships. Um, And so I was kind of wondering, like, what is your advice, you know, for um, an upcoming student to pursue an internship? Uh, You know, what should their degree or their resume look like during their first year or second year?
1: Um, it depends on which type of internship uh, you're going for. So especially my kind of, that is, uh, in pharmacometrics or clinical pharmacology, we do expect at least a bachelor's level uh, degree or a master's preferred because the, the the field is more uh, research-oriented. Uh, that critical thinking components, uh, not just the knowledge, but some critical thinking aspects would come with uh basic bachelors with some research they have done in their prior experience or they're pursuing something internally uh, so that would land them in farm pharmacometrics type of um, uh, uh, internship more easily but there are some other kinds that uh, medical affairs clinical affairs in pharma industry or uh, MSL type of activity that may have a different profile that uh, P2s and P3s would would fit in very well uh, and mm-hmm. ClinFarm pharmacometrics also fits well as long as they have some statistics course taken before uh, which is the case if they have finished the bachelors uh, in US in most generally and uh, I can advise for ClinFarm pharmacometrics type internships that you try only after at least taking a PK class Uh, Without that, it is to, uh, the the fundamental knowledge is not there to do an internship there.
0: Okay. Um, Now, this is a question I've kind of been wondering um, because it seems like the pharmacometric certificate is mainly geared towards uh, pharmacists. Uh, Is it possible for like, you know, other students that maybe like a a physician or a, a PhD student, is it possible for those guys or those professions to Pursue a, a certificate in pharmacometrics.
1: Uh, in fact, it is not only for pharmacists. That's uh, probably uh, I would I would say try to change uh, the perspective. Uh, as I said, my mentor was an MD um, and MD clinical pharmacologists uh, who get pharmacometrics training. They become pharmacometricians. and there are a lot of PhD health science and health science uh, related degrees, physiology, pharmacology. Uh, and, uh, and PharmDs and uh, mathematicians, statisticians. So it's a very diverse field. As I said, it is a mix of mathematics and biology. So people from pure mathematics, pure biology will converge into both uh, by learning pharmacometrics. So one has to learn the other side so that they effectively come up with pharmacometrician knowledge and skills. Uh, so it is open for all. In fact, uh, uh, the certificate program that is also offered for external students, which is open for all uh, PhDs, uh, MDs, and uh, other health science related, there are some prerequisites they have to meet. Uh, as long as they meet that, they're all open uh, for pharmacometrics. So it is it is uh, definitely a possibility.
0: Awesome. Seems like we have a real gem here at UNTHSC with the pharmacometrics program. Uh, with that being said i want to thank you once again dr c for making it out to our podcast studio and uh, thank you for your time
1: thank you both and uh, i really appreciate you doing this and spreading the word about other opportunities including pharmacometrics so best wishes to both of you
0: perfect awesome thank you you. well that ends our podcast special thanks once again to our guest speaker we hope you learned a lot and had a great time listening to our conversation and if you aren't already a member consider joining the Industry Pharmacy Organization at UNTHSC. Thanks, and stay tuned for our next podcast.